Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023, and this is episode 520 of the Lots Project podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled A Little Bit Helps DIY Projects for Self-Sufficient Homeowners, and um, today I'll be talking about some things that you can do around the house, around the apartment. It says homeowners. I think a lot of this can be uh, transferred to people in apartments or homeowners or whatever station in life you are. But just a few things you can start doing to be a little more self-sufficient, to, to give yourself a little bit of cushion, um, man, if you need to rely on yourself and provide for yourself. So I got a, a list here, but uh, first let's grab a cup of coffee and catch up what's going on with me and the people in the live chat and we will dive into that topic in just a little bit. So good morning, good morning, good morning. How we doing? Um, man, morning, Backwoods. Good morning. Um, <laughs> MSU, MSU Rifle. Good morning. <laughs> those tricky names again, those tricky names. Um, anyway... <laughs> Oh, Kyle, Kyle is in a in an interesting mood already this morning. I'm gonna have to skip right over that one. Anyway, what do we drink today? I have silver bullet blend in the cup. I have uh man, it's about halfway through the bag and it's fantastic. I'm thinking about actually um saving it for the next after the next pound. I didn't dig out. I think I might have another pound stashed up in my in my uh, my coffee stash for in a couple of weeks. So I might might risk it and just and go blasting through this one. I think uh, I think I got noticed that I have uh, another special one coming in my um, in my C4 package this month. Uh, Brian's slowly trickling out, trickling it out to me. Uh, but there are a couple available left still for for uh, the public with the sale of uh six pounds and an ounce i had an inquiry inquiry uh inquiry about that the other day what was left and i uh, i was able to dig in and i have two left i have um c2 and c3 the the two numbers out of uh the for the five that were produced i had c1 through c5 and we have c2 and three three left they come with six pounds of coffee uh six different blends of um of food forest farms premium air roasted coffee that i have uh, i have described and brian made i approved and uh, we made up labels and they're they're kind of our signature brands or blends excuse me and um yeah give them a try give them a try you get all six pounds and uh and a custom ounce of silver limited edition only five made so two of those left c2 c3 and also some uh some coin sets left too. I, I did uh, custom one ounce and half ounce coins and they come in numbered sets. I have a few of those left, but uh, never really listed them. Did great in the pre-sale, launched them. And, um, and I had enough that I knew I was coming to Self-Reliance Festival in the fall. And I wanted to be able to have stuff, a few things to vend. Uh, so I kept a pocket full of those to, uh, 
to bring with to to um, to sell in person to do that uh, in-person exchange, which is nice, but they still are available. If somebody wants one, uh, reach out to me and uh, we can work that out and get that off to you. So a few of those left, um, have no idea which numbers. I would have to dig into the spreadsheet. It was a while ago we did pre, pre-sale and got those out and um, you get your number choice of what's left. So email me if you're interested and I can let you know what is available there. But uh, what else do we got going on today? Um, man, I'm hoping, I'm hoping Starlink does well today. Um, last night was interesting, man. All right. I got to circle back. I've been, I've been sleeping. I've had this weird sleeping thing going on lately. Um, Corey and I were actually talking about it this morning was, um, so some nights I'm kind of getting up, waking up an awful lot. I don't know if there's noise outside or what's waking me up, the dogs or just restlessness or whatever. But um, even the nights in the last week or two that I have, um, I've actually slept and maybe got up to, to take a piss one time in the night or, or not even. Uh, but when I wake up, it feels like I never went to sleep. Like I know I slept, but I wake up and I'm just like, what's going on? So that's kind of wearing on me and um, kind of getting tired. So I'm trying to figure that out. I might go down uh, down the road of some magnesium spray. Uh, pick that up for another reason. Going to test out the whole uh, theory that um, you don't need aluminum deodorant. You don't need deodorant with aluminum in it. The normal uh, stuff you put in your armpits that you can, that the reason we smell like that is because we're su- su- significantly deficient in magnesium so i i picked up some spray i've been looking into that uh just trying to be a little bit more uh not chemically not chemically dependent uh i guess magnesium is a chemical but uh, aluminum seems pretty freaking bad for you the more i look into it um so i was just kind of going to experiment around with that Corey doesn't mind if i smell horrible um she can tell me though if I do. So uh, it's a nice it's a nice uh, time to kind of test that out. But one of the one of the byproducts of the magnesium spray is it relaxes you, helps you sleep, uh, and gets away from from leg cramps, muscle cramps, things like that. So it'll be an interesting experience experiment, especially right now. Uh, it might not be valid, but right now, um, yeah, K Bonk, it is a mineral. I guess yeah, you are correct. Um, but isn't aluminum, aluminum's a metal. Is that a mint? No, that's not a mineral, man. I got to go back to earth or uh, physical earth science or whatever class that was. Um, but anyway, it'll be an interesting experiment. Uh, hopefully it's not just coincidence. If I start using that, I start sleeping better. It, it wasn't that I was, um, under the weather a little bit. I have had some sinus stuff going on. So I'm wondering if while I'm sleeping, it's building up sinus pressure and, um, and waking me up for that or when i roll over it's um it's uncomfortable i don't know i don't know i haven't figured it out yet i can't wait to figure it out because waking up and being tired doesn't really work uh, all that great especially yesterday i i twice twice um god <laughs> twice i i um didn't know what day it was not that I was like confused and um, Joe Biden, I, I didn't know what day it was. I thought it was Wednesday. 
Uh, first one was Kyle Backwoods Butcher there has an appearance on the Survival Podcast today. Big deal. Um, if you don't listen to the Survival Podcast, if you have no idea what it is, uh, there's a few listeners that listen to it, and uh, being on there is pretty cool. I was um, I was on uh, a couple of months ago. Um, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's a lot of great exposure. Uh, Jack's a great guy. He does a great job with the interviews for sure. So um, I was excited for Kyle, and I don't want to miss it. I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, but when one of my buddies is going to be on that show or uh, on a big show and they're, they're excited about it, I'd like to catch it live. And so he sent me a, a picture of the link, and like instantly I thought it was Wednesday, and I thought I had missed it. I was like, holy shit. Awesome. Good job, guy. <laughs> um, and And then I was like, Oh wait, it's Tuesday. Cool, it's Tuesday. Um, so, so when I I figured that, I was like, oh okay, and I set an alarm in my phone to make sure I don't miss Kyle's show today uh, because who knows if I think it's going to be Thursday or Monday uh, today. But I was like, oh that sucks. Um, I'm tired. Uh, it, this week's been kind of off. Last week was a little off with um, last week was Memorial or uh, Labor Day, right? And um, everything's kind of screwy. Like, I don't have a normal Monday through Friday anymore. So, um, <laughs> and so I uh, I just kind of went on with my day, and it didn't really matter. Like, it doesn't necessarily matter what day it is, as long as I get all my shit done. Um, but later on in the evening, I had an appointment with a consult. Um, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there probably an hour before it. Corey and I are finishing dinner and stuff, and we're just we're just um, hanging out on the computer, finishing up little stuff here and there, playing some games, and uh, all of a sudden the internet went out, and I'm like, "Huh, what's going on?" That's cool. I'm sure this is going to be fun since I have a since I have a consult in a little while here, and um, so I look at the app, and it said it had an update, and it was disconnected. It was searching for service. I'm like, "Oh no, oh no." And so I uh, I reset it and updated it. And it went and it came back on and loaded up and it was just searching for service like 15 minutes. I was like, oh my God, it came back and it dropped off. And I'm like, um, are Elon, did, Elon's, uh, did Elon turn his satellites off or what the, what the hell is going on? I rebooted it again. It's coming up on the time of the appointment. I'm sitting there and uh, finally, like a minute before um, I switched over to our backup Internet, which I didn't know if it was going to work for video. It's kind of it's kind of shady on um, signal strength sometimes and speed. And, you know, I'm on that. I'm getting ready. And then the Starlink comes back and I was like, OK, well, it's kind of all right. And I'm sitting there and time comes and I'm waiting. I'm like, oh, shit. Um, I wonder if they forgot. 702, 705. And I looked at Corey and I go, man, it's Tuesday, isn't it? She's like, yeah. I said, that's cool because my appointment's on Wednesday. It's literally joined my own appointment 24 hours early. So, yeah, that's how my shit's been going. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Kyle says in the comments that um, he's been dealing with some kind of same thing. Can't force himself to go to bed at night then I stay up too late. Nah, that's not it, man. I, um, I've been going to bed earlier and earlier every night just to try to get a handle on, on this shit, um, and see what's going on. So, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. Um, keep rolling with it. I I give it another night here and see what happens tonight. And if it doesn't come around, I probably start diving into uh, a little of the magnesium spray. It showed up uh, last week. I just want to make sure I um, I have everything in line. Like I, if I was just using it for for personal use, messing around with it, I wouldn't think anything of it. But um, I think I'm gonna share it with you guys. I'm gonna share it with, um, make some content out of it, make some videos out of it, um, just to save some people the research and things I've done. So, hopefully it works. Hopefully, um, hopefully it's it's not horribly expensive. I, I think that uh, when I run the numbers out, it'll be less expensive than buying even um, a middle middle of the line deodorant uh, if it if it cures that which I have talked to a few people that, that do use that. And um, it does, it does. It, it really knocks out the body odor um, once you build up a, a, a base level of magnesium in your system. So we will see. We will see. Um, let's see. K-Bong says uh, Elon tested the in-flight Starlink on a pod yesterday. On a pod or on a pad? Sorry, K-Bonk. I, uh, I can't catch that. There's something on my screen, actually. Uh, on a pod. And yesterday, it worked fine. Great. That's that's awesome. I really wish he could figure out how to make it work through 16 leaves on the edge of a tree. <laughs> oh, on a podcast. Okay. Sleep products are everywhere. So many to choose. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to go something natural and uh, just uh, pure magnesium spray seems uh, the way to go. does seem like there's some side effects. It sounds like um, normally our bodies are so deficient in magnesium that when you spray it on your skin, you're, um, you're so deficient. It's, it's, a, it's a, a survival reaction for your blood vessels to uh, inflame and, and open up immediately to draw in as much as you can one of those survival things like um necessity once it feels it, it just wants it so it can literally make your skin itch until there isn't that uh, visceral reaction for your your veins trying to draw it all in interesting interesting are we that deficient i um, went down some rabbit holes as i was looking for it and the the graphs of magnesium decline in um soil and then food by that by that fact because you know that's where it's the food is grown um and other production techniques and things we eat um, the concentration of magnesium in people's bodies have just declined significantly over time so i don't know i don't know it's an interesting road to go down and um and uh yeah it'll it'll be i'm, I'm curious how it how it plays out so Anyway, we're uh, up here at 15 minutes. Let's uh, let's get rolling into the topic of the day. Talk about some little projects, some DIY projects that you can do to uh, make yourself a little more self-sufficient. Um, and every day, I like to bring you an item or a service that you can purchase, uh, usually at no additional cost to you and often with a discount. But things that end up supporting us at the Lots Project, uh, things that uh, you can get on Amazon products or services that you might be considering using any way that we're affiliated with that we get a little kickback when you use. Um, but today, that's going to be an Amazon list of items. And I didn't even all the things on the list aren't even necessarily items. I linked to a few different searches 
uh, just to provide some inspiration on these these projects that I'm going to bring up, these ideas. Um, the things I'm going to talk about are general. Uh, they're they're going to have to be tailored to your situation. Uh, but I did general searches. You click on the link, it goes to Amazon, and it's just like you searched in the search bar, but I searched a term, and it's going to show you some inspiration. Don't feel like you have to buy any of those. Most of the things on this list I have not used. A couple I have. <laughs> a couple I have for sure. I try to only put... Um, I try to only put products on the website in my recommended products that I've used, that I recommend. Uh, this is a little different. This list is a little different. I kind of wanted to go inspiration. I didn't link any specific products except one um, that I have used part of it, almost all of it. It's a kit. Uh, I've used almost all of it. There's one thing in the kit that I've never used, but I can only assume from the brand that it's going to be fine. And then the rest are general search terms. And I'm going to go through them. Some of them I've seen, some of them I've evaluated, some of them I've had in my hands um, a specific product from the list, but I'll mention that as we go along. But if you click on any of those links, go to Amazon and start looking at those products. Um, even if you click away and you had to buy you know, dog food or uh, dishcloths that day, we get a little credit for that as long as you start from one of our links. So I appreciate that. And I hope you find the lists helpful as we go through this discussion of these projects. So let me um, um, let me get to this list. So what am I talking about today? I am talking about very beginner basic things you can start to think of. Say you bought your house, your first house, you, you go into it and everything is great. You go to the store every week, you get your groceries, you get your, um, you get your water, you get your, um, or you have your water, you have running water, you have maybe a, a Berkey filter, something like that, or uh, a Brita, making sure your water's clean. Maybe you buy bottled water. You might be in an apartment, you might be really dependent on everything from the outside. Your house, you're new, you're dependent on everything from the outside. You're not doing anything. Uh, up until maybe you've been living there and you just need a little bit of change. Maybe you want a project to do. Maybe you have uh, the majority of this stuff done, but you can dive into one of the things on this list. Uh, I got, I'm going to hit, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six different things that you can kind of start tinkering around with, looking into, or... Um, uh, and and just messing around with and learning a lot of these are learning and that's the road i went down with um let's yeah uh, most of them most of them it's beginner kits it's beginner ideas it's to get those get those synapses firing in hey if i can do this what else can i do um as you work around the house it makes it makes things it makes you open up your eyes and realize there's a lot of things you can do to either provide a little bit more for yourself or rely a little less on someone else. So let's get into this list. Um, the first thing is water. Um, we let so much water just run away. Rain comes, falls out of the sky. You have a huge collection system if you have any decent sized house at all. Think about your roof. Think about all the rain that hits your roof. And when you get a decent rain, all those downspouts that come out, run out into your yard, go into your yard. It waters your grass for a minute and then your, your grass is watered enough. 
the first thing on this list, and it's really one of the easiest to install um, it, with any sort of um, knowledge on how to use hand tools or read directions, um, you can buy them all made up and, and just install them in place and figure out how you're going to use them. But the first thing you can do is go down uh, the line of harvesting rainwater. Um, off of your downspouts, if you're if you're in a home, if you're in a home that has gutters or ease troughs or whatever you want to call them, uh, wherever you live, and you, it rains and the water comes down and you have a centralized point, it comes down, you're already set up. You're already set up. Basically, um, for for really any purpose, you could just put a drum under there. A drum with a spigot on the bottom makes it easy. Uh, there's more advanced systems. There's uh, things that you can do to uh, flush out those gutters when you're when you're gathering that water called first flush valves. Uh, that's a little bit more advanced. You can go down that road. But what I suggest to begin, if you're not doing this at all, is to look at the Amazon list uh, for rain rain barrel kits that I picked. There's a couple of different ways you can go. There's um, there's pre-made ones. There's uh, little kits that you install in a 55-gallon drum that you source on your own. Um, and they're easy to put together. You get them under the gutter. They have a valve. It rains. It fills up the drum. Instead of running off into your yard, watering your yard for just a second, and then it just dissipates and goes away or down to the street, down the gutter, into the sewer, you get to capture it in your rain barrel. You get to store it for later. You can gravity feed that off to a garden. You can have a drip irrigation coming off of it, so it just slows that watering price process down. If you don't, uh, if you don't need it off in a garden somewhere, and you need it in a uh, a flower bed right around your house, you can just run a hose off of that with a little drip irrigation hose on it, and it will slowly irrigate your irrigate your flowers. There's a ton of different directions you can go with it, but start capturing your rainwater. Um, you might start capturing a 55-gallon drum and go, man, we get a lot more rain than this. My roof is really big. We have a really good system of funneling all the water into one place where it's discharging, or maybe there's a couple collection points. Maybe you're overflowing your drum. Maybe you need to now work on expanding that capacity. Maybe it's a tote maybe a IBC tote, maybe a couple IBC totes plumbed together. It all depends on your needs and you're capturing um, the ability to capture water, what volume you need. But getting started, just getting started, start thinking about ways to collect that rainwater off your house. It's going to help you in a drought situation. It's going to help you when they say, oh, no water for your garden. It's going to help your water bill, your electric bill, if you're not if you're on a well and you're not having to run your well pump to pump water to water your plants or your animals. If you can collect the rainwater, it just makes everything easier. And in an emergency, if your water's contaminated, if your water's um, your your city water, there's something wrong with it. If you got that Berkey filter, or you have that Brita filter, or you have some way to filter that, you have some emergency stores of water for yourself too. So. Just an idea there on the water, uh, one way to get started, uh, the easy DIY project. Um, another one that's that's pretty easy, that uh, goes pretty smooth, and it's very educational. Uh, and even on the list, when I searched for this, a lot of kids' toys came up. And I was like, mm, I should probably define my search a little bit more to... Um, not include those. And then I stopped for a second and 
it's a fantastic way to learn. It's actually a fantastic way to learn. So right now I'm going to talk about power, um, solar, solar power. Uh, are you going to DIY a full scale solar system to completely power your house before you even know what, how to hook up a panel? Probably not. Probably not. Um, am I suggesting that's what you do? Absolutely not. What I'm thinking for a DIY beginner level, entry level project, and I've seen people do this, um, I, Toolman Tim, uh, Yozik, I've mentioned on, on the show before, uh, on the side hustle shows, um, I've watched both of them specifically, I recall them, starting from a little solar panel, just a small 100 watt, 200 watt solar panel, a little charge controller, and a battery, and starting to learn the basics of solar, how it works, how to hook it up, what the capacity for it is. Uh, both of them, I believe, started with just a little setup in their garage to charge their power tools. Uh, everybody in the community seems very high on... Everybody in the community seems very high. Everybody in the community seems very high on... Um, electric tools, um, cordless tools. It is, it is a, it's a great thing. Uh, if we can not have to pay to power these, if we can just keep our batteries charged with, uh, some solar panels, man, that's a, that's a saver. That's a, that's a money saver. And then if you can continually charge those batteries with solar, your power goes out. How many, how many tools could you benefit from having constant power to, when uh when your power's out in the summer i know uh i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i want to say i know that most major brands that carry cordless tools um have fans they have all the accessories they're getting into the stuff that's not necessarily tools but job site comfort items well job site comfort items work really well to comfort you when your power is out and if you have a little solar setup that is continually charging your batteries when the sun's up you're able to charge them up. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a good idea. On top of that, you're, you're learning a skill. You're learning. Most of these systems that I put in there, um, either their price is significantly low where you're not going to have to worry about it, or they are expandable. Um, components. You're going to have 200-watt solar panel. You can add another for your garage project. Well, Maybe you, you have enough capacity and enough sun um, to charge all your batteries. You don't have a lot of batteries, but maybe you want to uh, run your security lights off them. Maybe you want to run your security system off them. Power's out, modem's out, security system's out. Maybe I can, uh, I can put together a system with enough panels, and it wouldn't be a big system. It's not allow a power draw, but maybe I can tie in my, my security system my modem, so I have internet, and some lights. Little separate system there. Maybe you're learning how this all goes together, how it all interacts, and then eventually you have the money, you have the funds to really go full scale, to, to figure out how much you need for your house, and to take yourself on partial or full solar. But it all starts with learning. Uh, and I mentioned those kid kits. Um, they're fantastic. They're like STEM, STEM, uh, STEM learning kits, engineering kits, uh, science kits, where it has a little solar panel. You can kind of build the little machines. Um, it seems like a lot of playing, and it might be great if you have kids to teach them too. 
but it's a valuable learning experience on how the whole system works, how to put it together. You can get a little bit more advanced that have charge that have controls, or you can do just the, you know, for the young kids and just learning how the solar panel uh, reacts to shade, do some experiments, figure it out. Um, just getting started and starting to learn the skills is a great, uh, it's great. And it, it can, it can just spur you to go on and, and consume more and more of the power needs by using solar. So that's number two. <coughs> Number three projects that uh, you can go on with um, for DIY, a little bit more self-sufficiency for yourself. Um, man, if this is house, apartment, it doesn't matter. Uh, grow some stuff. Grow some stuff. Uh, grow some vegetables. Grow some herbs. Grow some medicinals. Uh, really understand what's on your property. Walk around your property and see what you can harvest from the property. Be conscious of all the nourishment, all the calories, all the health benefits of the things in your possession or in your area, on your property. Uh, things that you could grow if you're in an apartment on the balcony or on the windowsill. Things you can start to learn to grow around your house if you don't have anything that's uh, that's uh, edible or medicinal around your property. I have a list to window planners. And when I searched window planners, it came up with a, a bunch of very fancy ones that you actually mount in your window, but it also came with smaller containers that would be great for setting in a window or on a balcony or on your porch of your house, depending on what sun you need and all of that. But if you've never grown anything, if you've never had a garden, if you want to start growing your own food, even if you have the, the space to put in a garden, planting small, planting uh, certain, certain plants will help this too, but planting small and really learning how to grow things. It's a lot easier when it's a small space to deal with when you haven't done any of this before, you're, you're in a controlled environment, you're in a controlled space. As long as you do your due diligence and you have enough room for your roots in the system, but if you're growing herbs, things like that, getting a green thumb, trying to figure it out, you're gonna have plenty of room, but no weeds or very few weeds if you get clean soil. Like it, it's an isolated experiment. Um, we did a lot of growing in five gallon buckets when we were on the farm. We started putting a bunch of huge beds in, trying to grow a lot of veg, things like that. We realized that we really preferred growing our tomatoes and our peppers in five-gallon buckets. Um, just for a couple of those reasons that I mentioned, lower weeds, um, portable, with a short growing season in Minnesota, we were able to, uh, at the end of the season, if we had some really strong plants that we wanted to keep going for a little bit longer, we would we would bring them into the garage with uh, with a cart. So those smaller growing systems are really nice to learn on. Uh, maybe think about a small uh, hydroponic setup or a small cracky setup. Um, just start thinking about ways to produce a little bit of your own food or medicine. Um, the item I put in to correlate with this topic was. Um, a search for some foraging handbooks. There's a couple of them on there that we've explored. I didn't see one on there that probably wouldn't be worth the money uh, just on that first page of the Amazon list. It, they're all kind of dependent on where you're at. 
if you got a foraging handbook for the whole country, it's huge and sick. Um, you don't need to confuse yourself with stuff that you're never going to see. Try to find a foraging handbook for your area. Um, we always like to try to find medicinal plants that would be considered noxious or weeds or things like that, just naturally growing on the property. Um, and we always bought Midwest specific. Now that we're traveling, it gets a little tough and it, um, we really have to be careful. A lot of online looking and things like that. If we're out exploring, trying to figure out what different plants are, where we're at. But if you focus on your property, your area, find a guide to forage things. You don't really need to grow a whole bunch to start. I'm sure if you have any significant property at all and you haven't doused it with chemicals for years and years and years trying to get rid of all the weeds, um, then you're going to be able to find some stuff. You're going to be able to find something to forage in your property. Then just start that mental process. What can I grow for myself? What can I find on my property for myself? Man, there's a lot of things that you can grow or forage that can be natural remedies for things. Instead of going to the store for um, for some for for some pharmaceuticals, you're able to use natural medicine to relieve things that you need. That's a whole road to go down. I imagine that it'll happen at some point during this this show on multiple occasions. But right now, man, grab a planter box, start messing around with growing stuff, start messing around with foraging things. Start making yourself a little less dependent on the drugstore and the grocery store. Um, it's an easy start. It's an easy start. It's fun. Like I said, with the solar, if you got kids, man, get them involved. Get them involved early and show them how fun this stuff can be. So that is, um, that is, oh, well, I just combined. I combined two. I combined two. I, uh, my notes are, are uh, gone this morning, which was awesome. I, I did three work, three days worth of show prep and only two showed up when I opened them up this morning. So uh, I did it. I did this in a rush. I did have homegrown health. I had, um, I had grow gardens, uh, planter boxes, maybe learning how to grow some vegetables or some, some greens, some herbs and things of that nature, uh, on your porch, on your windowsill. That was one separate and foraging your property for, um, for, um, natural remedies, medicinals, things of that, things like that are, uh, was a separate item on this list. So when you go to, when you go to the Amazon list and you look at it, one is going to be planter type things and another is going to be foraging handbooks. There's two separate things there. I was, uh, I was reading into them as, um, as one item list. So, um, yeah, we might wrap up a little early. Who knows? Who knows? Um, let's see. So yeah, growing food, foraging for, uh, foraging for medicine and food. Uh, we, we found a lot of stuff, edible stuff on our property. And we also found uh, lots of stuff to make some tinctures, salves and, and stuff like that. Our main one that we did, we did not find it on our property, but we did bring it in. I always like to mention comfrey because that's a uh, man that was, it was fantastic plant for us. So I do have a whole page on the website for uh, getting started in that both for personal and, uh, and side hustle use. So if you're interested in that, definitely check out the lotsproject.com. It's under services. I talk about it all the time. So I will move on from that right now. Um, yeah, growing, harvesting. Uh, let's get into something that um, you might not think is a project. Um, I do. Uh, you might not think of it as self-sufficiency. Uh, I do. 
but man, around the house, around the house, learning how to fix and maintain things around the house. And I'm talking appliances, systems, um, your HVAC system, your your washer, your dryer, your refrigerator, um, things like that. Things you need on a regular basis. <coughs> things you need to be comfortable. Things you need to store your food. Um, learn how they work. Learn how to maintain them and learn how to fix them. Um, troubleshooting appliances is not really really that hard um if you change your filters yeah yeah for sure change your furnace filter <laughs> if you if you have a furnace in your house change your filter um learn how to do this stuff learn how to do the the regular maintenance the easy stuff the the changing the filter the checking belts the um cleaning things out uh just going over things making sure they're right um, if you get manuals, if you, if you start searching online and, and the internet is a fantastic thing, guys, people use the internet for a lot of things. People use the internet for a variety of reasons. But one thing I think that they don't realize that they have at their fingertips is basically the manual to everything in your life. If you really take the time and look and you get good at looking you can find how to fix anything that's really fixable. Um, I know a lot of companies and a lot of products are throwaways anymore. They're not designed to be fixed. The components are impossible to get out. Uh, I've run into a lot of things where um, components are epoxied in or sealed up or it sucks. It sucks. There's ways around it. As you get more advanced, um, you get very comfortable with like cutting wires and slicing them back together to get around issues like that. Um, but if you really start looking at the appliances you have, the things you have around your house, um, even cleaning out your gutters, uh, fixing, fixing stuff uh, that breaks, start thinking about doing it yourself. Start thinking about figuring out how the things work so when they stop working, you have an idea how to fix it. Troubleshooting is pretty simple once you realize and once you get your head around how to do it. And, and coupling that with a manual makes things, um, it gives you just immense power to not have to call a repairman, not have to wait on their schedule. Um, the maintenance ahead of time, finding out maintenance schedules for your stuff and doing it ahead of time saves you the breaking in the first place. It's going to extend the life of your stuff. If you have older products, they were well-made. They were meant to be fixed. Um, remember all the, the re appliance repairmen? that we're always running around that uh, you see here and there and you don't see very often anymore for personal home appliances. It's more delivery guys. They've shifted. They've shifted to throw away items and they don't last as long. It's, it's a consumer economy. It's kind of like this is, um, is um, it, it's just, if you have the ability to fix something, give it a try, save yourself some money, save yourself the breaking um, do your seasonal checks, get into understanding that it's coming up to winter. I, my furnace is going to be working hard all winter and then not at all in the summer. Let's make sure she's ready to go. Do you get your car service before a trip? I mean, it's just like that. Let's, let's get our furnace looked at and it doesn't have to be by a professional. Maybe 
hire a professional one time to come in and say, hey, I want to do it. Will you teach me? Maybe they won't through their company, but maybe one of their guys is like, yeah, I'll come in and teach you. I'll, I'll take 50 bucks. I'll take a hundred bucks. I'll take $200 cash to come in and show you the basic service on a, on a, um, an HVAC system. Hunter says there's a bunch of people. I actually follow a couple guys on Facebook that are HVAC guys. They put a ton of stuff out there, a ton of information for free. You don't have to call somebody. Um, one of the things on the Amazon list that I that I suggest going down this road, not necessarily preventative maintenance, uh, but in troubleshooting, in troubleshooting and maintenance for this item and the next item is a Klein multimeter kit. Um, I really like Klein. Uh, Fluke is fantastic. Fluke is is out of this world expensive in the world of test electronics. Klein is professional grade. Um, I would say professional grade. I, I was a quote unquote professional maintenance person and service technician. I carried Klein. It never failed me. It never did me wrong. Um, I suggest if you're buying a multimeter and you want to, um, if you want to have functionality into the future. So you want to buy something up front that you're going to use. I found this kit. It was like $80 which is surprising. I didn't, I guess it was the model step down from the multimeter I had, but for home use, fantastic. It's got a multimeter. It's got a multimeter with leads for, uh, for testing with leads. It's also got an amp clamp. And if you don't know what that is, it comes in real handy when you're trying to figure out amp draws on uh, cable, you can clamp it around the wire and you don't have to touch any leads. You don't have to try to figure out any formulas or anything like that. It will give you the reading of the amp draw through the wire just from clamping around it. It's very, very, very convenient. If I was buying a multimeter, depending on uh, what I needed to use it for, having an amp clamp, um, having an amp clamp on it is was indispensable in my industry. The things else in this kit, there's um, there's uh, electricity testers, outlet tester, um, wire tester. It's going to test if the electricity's on or off. Basically, it's just like a pen you can keep in your pocket. You take it up and you touch it to the wire. It will tell you if there's current there. It will tell you if you're going to get shocked. Life-saving device literally can be a life-saving device. I used to carry one in my pocket when I was working in gas stations because, you know, a lot of the places were wired all funky. Maybe your house is wired all funky. Maybe uh, maybe you've been shocked here and there that you weren't expecting it because maybe this outlet is wired just odd. Homeowners do weird shit. They used to do weird shit back in the day. You never know. Having this little handy thing in your pocket and being able to touch wires, it's off. I turn the breaker off. It's off. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Checking things. Life-saving. Keeps you from getting electrocuted or at least getting a, getting a knock. Um, K-Bong says multimeter training would be a good show. I actually have that on my list for an instructional um, long format video. I was going to take my my multimeter. Unfortunately, I need to buy a new lead for my multimeter because I melted it uh, on one of the last jobs I was at with uh, with a service tech company. It works, uh, but it isn't real pretty. It isn't real pretty. I uh, I shorted out a two hundred forty volt circuit with my with my test leads and kind of melted one in half. So. I just have to order one of those or pick it up at uh, Home Depot and then I can do that video. But it works fine at the mo at right now. Uh, Hunter says his house isn't grounded. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, get into some old situations like that. But it comes with one of these electric testers. It comes with an outlet tester. Hunter wouldn't be able to have fun with it. But basically, you plug it into an outlet and it will tell you if the circuit's good. So you're wiring up a new outlet. You want to make sure you got the ground, neutral, hot, all in, in the right order. You got it all on the right outlet. Everything's good. You plug it in and the lights light up corresponding to what is right or wrong with it. That comes in the kit. There was another uh, there was another tester, uh, just straight um, basic tester in there. I had never used. I think every all the functionality of it is actually in the multimeter. Uh, and I didn't dig too much in. But yeah, there's a I that was one of the specific items I listed to was this kit. Um, the fact that I've used four out of the five things in the kit, I, I would have to recommend it, man. Everything I've had from Klein on the electrical side has been fantastic. Even their hand tools, wire strippers, things like that, crimpers, all been great. So I would always recommend Klein if I had to, and, uh, it's at the price point. It it's, it's, it's great for the money. So check that out, get a multimeter, get some test equipment, Start looking into manuals. Start making a list of stuff you think you can work on in your house and start knocking them off. Hey, I got uh, I got an air conditioning unit outside. I got a furnace in my basement. I got a refrigerator, a washer, a dryer, and a freezer. What can I find manuals on? What can I find service recommendations on? It's great. It's great. It's, it's a great way to extend the life of things and the great way to, uh, like I said, you can you can skip the service call. You can fix it yourself. You can avoid the service call altogether. Start learning how to work on your home appliances and your home in general. Um, so that's one. And let's uh, let's get down here to the last one on my list. It goes right along with the, the home appliance, the home repair, the service, the preventative maintenance. Move that to your vehicle. Start learning to work on your vehicle. Start learning to do the things that you can do. And maybe you don't want to do them. Maybe you're not going to do them. Uh, I knew how to change the oil in all the vehicles that we had. I took it someplace to have it done because it was convenient. But if for some reason I didn't have the, the $100 or whatever it was going to cost for the service station to do it, I full well knew how to change the oil in all my vehicles. I know how to change the brakes in a vehicle. Am I set up to do it right now? No, I wish I was. I wish I was set up out there to do it because I have something going on with one of the one of the tires in the truck. <laughs> if I was back in Minnesota with all my tools and a, and a space to do it, I would have probably already put it up or Corey would have probably taken it to the service station because that was our go-to. But I've taught myself how to do all this stuff. I know how to do it. If you don't want to pay for it, you can do it. You can put it on a schedule. You can do these things. But in learning these systems in the vehicle, in learning how to work on them, in learning how to do your oil change, in learning how to do your tire maintenance and your your uh, your sub tire maintenance, your wheel, hub, brakes, things like that, um, lube, rotating tires, changing filters in the engine, changing fluids in the engine. You learn how you do these things. You start to understand how they work. You start to get familiar with how things come apart and go back together. You start to understand that you're capable of doing a lot of things. Now, just like the appliances, industries have gone away from DIY mechanics. You're going to have a lot of things you're not going to be able to do with your car. 
a simple code reader helps a ton if you want to get into home maintenance. Uh, a simple Bluetooth code reader, cheap on Amazon. I didn't link to one of those. I have something else that I linked to that I think is way more valuable. But um, yeah, getting a, a code reader, you might be able to reset some things or at least have an idea of what's wrong. Uh, but the basics, the, the oil change, the flat, learn how to plug a tire, learn how to change a tire, learn how to change your oil. Um, maybe learn how to diagnose and fix things because you don't know how long your car is going to be down. You're a single guy. I mean, you're married. Like, we're married. We have one vehicle. If our vehicle is is down, we don't have any way to get around. Um, I might have to wait two weeks for an appointment. I might have to wait a month for an appointment. People are backed up. You might not be able to get parts at the at the parts place. If you're able to tinker around with your car, and confidently and safely fix it, diagnose it, maybe get it done beforehand or have prevented the appointment in the first place, you're going to save yourself a lot of headaches and time. Am I saying you're going to be able to fix everything? Absolutely not. Are you going to have to take your car to the garage? Probably, probably, especially if you're a beginner and you haven't done any of this at all to start. But getting the basics, fill your washer fluid if you don't do it. I mean, Start being familiar and being comfortable, popping the cap open on something, putting the appropriate fluid in, checking the level of your brake fluid, checking the level of your coolant. Start doing these things and, and understand how it works. I think you'll be surprised how quickly you become adapted to feeling comfortable doing it. Um, and then if you want to take it to the garage to have it done, go for it. But at least you know you know how to do it if you needed to if you needed to. Um, one of the things that I wanted to suggest here, and it is a, uh, a general search for this item, it's in the list down there in the video notes, is um, a general search for Hayes manuals. Uh, growing up, you might have heard of Chilton's, Hayes, I think there's a couple other, but basically they were my go-to manuals for vehicles. Um, uh, <laughs> K-Bong says, know what fluid goes where. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Hayes manuals, Chilton manuals are phenomenal. And if you don't know what they are, basically, um, I might have them backwards. I've used both and I, I find them interchangeable. But Hayes manual, I believe, basically takes a vehicle, breaks it all the way down and puts it all the way back together. So if you were going to take a part out of a vehicle, you can look it up in the index and it will literally show you everything you have to do in text and pictures, everything you have to do to take that part out and install a new one, take that part out and fix it and put it back. It is a step-by-step -step manual on how to do anything you can in the car. Um, it is, it is kind of on a technical level. It is kind of advanced. I think with the manual and a little bit of patience and, a, and, and an internet connection, you would be more than capable of finding anything out you wanted. I think you can really get yourself through any repair project that you needed on a vehicle with a Hayes manual. If you had the right tools, that's another thing is tools. There are going to be things that need specialty tools. It just, it is what it is. Um, but man, if you uh, if you got a sensor that is bad and you you go on Amazon and it's four dollars and the shop wants four hundred dollars to do it, you open up your Hayes manual and you say, "Oh, this is going to take ten minutes." Look at the instructions and 
oh man, I don't even have to take anything out. It's two bolts. I pull it out, unplug it. I plug the new one in and pop it back in. You think I sound crazy when I talk like that, but it's literally sometimes that easy to save you that much money. So check out Hayes manual. I suggest you need a little bit of an older vehicle for them to put them out. Obviously, they're not going to waste the money putting it out on things that are under warranty like that. But if you buy older vehicles like I do, like I always really have had an older vehicle around, find the Hayes manual for your vehicle. They're usually ranges, uh, Ford Rangers from Ford Rangers and Blazers from this year to this year. Chevy Tahoes and Expeditions from this year to this year. I don't know. Expedition isn't a Chevy, but whatever. Um, they're usually ranges of models and years, but find what manual goes with your vehicle and get one. I think they're 20 bucks. It might save your ass sometime. You might never use it ever, 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 and you might need to. Might be nice to have. Throw it in the in under the seat in a plastic bag or something so it doesn't get ruined. I don't know. I don't know. Um <laughs> since know which drain plug is which sun drained my transmission instead of my engine oil yeah yeah when that red shit starts coming out um or that's yeah ooh, mm. how was that did uh did you catch that before before there were any issues i'm curious i'm curious um kyle says if you're buying a tractor Hey, cool. I'm back. I'm back. Um, Haas says, imagine how much money you can save a year changing your own oil. Um, you know, in the end, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I had a pretty decent, um, pretty decent price on oil changes. I never ran the numbers. I always, I always went back to the convenience. I used to do my oil all the time. Um, basically before I knew Corey, when I had other females in my life, it was, uh, more advantageous to go fall asleep under the truck in the garage, uh, changing the oil. Um, yeah, it's all a matter of convenience. And if you want to do it and how much you want to save, and if the juice is worth the squeeze, run the numbers, figure out how much, figure out how much it costs for your oil change at your shop. I hope you're changing your oil. I hope you have a good idea, like a um, um, how, how much your oil changes and then figure out in that Hayes manual, it tells you exactly how much oil and what kind of oil goes in your vehicle. You can easily go on Amazon and look up how much that oil costs, how much a new filter costs, how much the supplies are going to cost a couple rags or whatever. Once you buy a pan to drain it into things like that, it's, you don't need to buy them again. So basically your consumables, your filter and your oil and your time and your time. So um, Hunter says, I don't fit under the car. Yeah, that's another thing. K-Bong says, oil disposal. Yeah, oil disposal. That's that's a, that's a whole topic in itself, but there are plenty of places that will take it. If you go to, uh, if you go to auto parts store, a lot of times they will take it. You can throw it into a, a five-gallon jug. I used to buy oil in the five-gallon, or in the, in the one-gallon, excuse me, and then have an empty five gallon with a lid that I would just pour the, the excess in 
And if I filled the five gallon up or if I wanted to go drain it somewhere, I would just pour it into the one back into the one gallon and uh, and go dump dump it. So there was. um There were some uh, some definitely some places I could take it, um, but don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to it forever. Um, either it's going to catch on fire or you're going to spill it and it's going to make a mess. Uh, take it from my experience. If you have a container that gets full enough and you have a place to dispose of it, even if you got to pay a quarter or a, a, a dollar or whatever, depending on your area, most places I most places I've lived, if you really wanted to get rid of it for free, you could find a place. Uh, environmentally safe place. I mean, you could always just dump it in the ditch. I don't advise that, but um, man, a lot of people, a lot of shit disappears in the garbage or in the ditch. So there is that. Um, Backwood says, save it to use it to coat and seal your fence posts. Yes, there is that too. That is an old technique for, uh, for rot proofing your fence posts. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Most parts stores take oil recycling centers around Tennessee. Yes, also take it. Yeah, I found that if you really want to get rid of it for free, you can. Uh, anyway, let's uh, wrap this up. Finish it up. So those were uh, those were some things. Those were some things that you can get started with. Some basic DIY stuff that you can start looking at at your house, around your house, around your apartment, with your vehicle. Some stuff. Some stuff to start tinkering with to get the brain moving to start diving into these things. The solar, just start learning how it works. The rainwater, man, collect a barrel. It might spur you to collect all the water off your roof and your neighbors somehow. I don't know. Um, start growing some stuff for yourself, uh, whether that is veg, whether that is herbs, whatever that is medicinals. Start looking around your property. Start looking in nature for foraging and things that you can use that... Um, that are already there that you don't have to do anything. They come back by themselves and uh, start thinking about making some tinctures or salves or things of that nature. Um, take care of your home appliances, figure out how to maintain them and fix them yourself as much as you can save yourself those repair calls or those unexpected breakdowns. And the same with your vehicle, start learning how to maintain your vehicle, how to fix your vehicle, start doing these things for yourself. Even if you don't end up doing them for yourself, know how, because you never know when you might have to do them. So there we go. There we go. Um, that was kind of my list. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you check out those. Um, I hope you check out the list in the video notes and the audio notes, uh, Amazon links to those lists, to those search terms, and then that Klein um, multimeter tester pack that I think would be a very valuable addition to any home or anybody trying to get into any of these skills, really. The electrical skills, the solar, it would come in handy with the solar or any of the repair and maintenance things. So check that list. I appreciate it. It supports us every time you click on that, even if you don't, even if you don't buy the item that you start at. There, got it out. Anyway, guys, if you'd like to participate in the live comments of the show every day, you can find us Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Be, be sure to hit that like, the thumbs up there, the subscribe, the alerts, so you get the show every day when it comes on. It reminds you to come in and join us and participate in the crowd. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it, find a post about the episode along with links to all my social media services I offer and recommended products and companies that I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. 
Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. It's hump day. I actually know what day it is. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Get over that hump and come back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about Bitcoin wallets, cryptocurrency wallets, getting started, the basics, what it is, what they are, the difference between them, and which one you should use. We'll catch up with you tomorrow.